0: I labeled this groanings because <laughs> I don't know about you, but I got some groanings in my body from time to time, you know, just just life itself. And and, and you know, I, I heard somebody talking about some diet that they got on and they said, man, I've I've had i dealt with depression all my life and I got on this diet. Now I'm not depressed anymore. And, I, and, and you know, um, there's things that we can deal with. We have hormonal things. We've got chemical things. Got We got all kinds of, you know, things we have to deal with and just natural Personality things, you know. Um, I've dealt with that way more than I should, you know. <laughs> but I, I believe we have something here that we can draw out because Paul says, you know, there's there's two different laws. There's the law of the flesh. But in Christ, we've been delivered from that only if we live. And this kind of segues from Sunday also. But we, we, we're going to have to walk in this. We're going to have to choose it. And, and, and it's not going to be, you know, I think sometimes we can get off the hook saying, well, I pray in tongues. Well, you pray in tongues and not get in the Spirit, yeah, that's true. you know? But when you're actually getting in the Spirit, you're going you're going to be delivered from a lot of stuff. When you're in the Spirit, you cannot sin. When you're in the Spirit, you cannot talk about somebody. Because the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace—it's all those wonderful things, right? And you can tell if you're in the spirit if you're not operating in those things, right? <laughs> so we have been promised tribulation, <laughs> and so I, I would kind of say that that's going to be the groanings, you know, that we experience. We have life; we have things that we're disappointed in. We have a lot of stuff that happens. But what I love about what Paul says in, in that chat, and in, in, uh, actually in the in the eighth. 8th chapter, he says, but we do not have to get into condemnation and and discount what we have in God because of something that our body is doing. Because some law that we're succumbing to that's in our body, he, he says, you know, we do not have to get into condemnation. We don't walk that way. But how do we walk in the spirit? And it becomes a very challenging thing. And that's why we have gifts of the Spirit. That's why, that's why we have our comforter, really, and we'll get into this. Okay. But Jesus, he says, you know what? As long as you're in this earth, you're going to deal with things in this earth. And so uh, John 16, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. <laughs> so as long as you're just depending on something in the world to go right or for your body to have the right you know, things going on in it. You're not going to be able to depend on that for peace. But he says, in me, you will. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And sometimes I, I, I thought of that. Well, good for you, Jesus. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I saw this a little bit differently. Is, it's like, I've overcome the world, and I'm going to show you how. The same way I overcame com- came the world, you can overcome it, okay? So let's just look at what tribulation is. And, and um, we know what it is. It's pressure. It's oppression. Do you ever, do you feel it ever? You know, I, it does no good to confess it away, you know? A confession alone won't do it. Now there is, but I believe there is a way for us. Amen? I believe for everything that we could encounter in this life that would cause us to be overcome, Jesus said, be of good cheer because I have overcome. Yeah. So he says, now if you get in me, if you get, and that's what the Holy Spirit comes to do to help us with this, is to be in him. What were we doing in here on Sunday? You know, it's really hard to be laughing and having a good old time and be in depression. Yeah, that's true. its It's really hard to be, Worried and depressed and oppressed and be in Christ. (laughs) Because being filled with the Spirit isn't just uh, uh, something separate from Christ. It's being in Christ. Amen? (laughs) So, all this tribulation stuff, metaphorically, oppression, affliction, tribulation, distress, and straits. It's where you're feeling like you're closed in. You ever feel that way? It's like hopeless. This is a hopeless case. (laughs) All right, let's just laugh for this a little bit. All right, okay, see? See, it's pretty easy. Okay, so Hebrews 12, even Jesus had to partake of joy to endure. You ever think of it that way? Jesus didn't go just on his own. He didn't go thinking about how bad it was. He had to drink. He had to get drunk. So... My mom, she's fixing to have some operations. You know, so she she has this this. Well, we're speaking other things, but an issue that she's dealing with, and so she went in yesterday because they had to find out if she, uh, h- how she'll react to um, uh, being put under. Um, what's that called? Anesthesia. Anesthesia. Yeah. yeah. Anesthesia. She had to find out because they, they're going to have to go in. And just to do a biopsy, she's going to have to have some anesthesia. And what does anesthesia do? It makes you to where you're oblivious to whatever they do to you. Man, I loved it when they took my wisdom teeth out. And then they went in and worked on my nose. They They broke it and cut it and I had some septoplasty done. But you know what? Why? Because I was under the influence of something else that made me able to endure whatever I was going to go through. You know what I mean? (laughs) So Jesus was under the influence of something else that caused him to be able to endure the cross. Amen? That's why he says, be of good cheer. I've overcome. The same way I overcome, I've overcome you overcome you partake you get some anesthesia yeah, right <laughs> so hebrews 12:1 therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us what is a race that's something where you got some opposition where you got something in your flesh that's saying, "Stop! Please stop! No, let's don't do this anymore. Right? Let's let's quit this right now." And you're saying, "No, I, I have to finish this. I have to finish this." And what's it going to take? It's going to take. You know, sometimes we feel like we can get by with just doing a little bit here and there. Man, I went to church. I got man, we had a great time. Now I can flesh out a little bit. You know, we we actually. I've actually traveled with ministry teams that would say that. And they say, let's go flesh out a little bit, you know? Let's just have a good old time, you know? And it's like... But you can... It's an illusion that... It's kind of like... What, what do they call that? Political... Uh, um, know, you know, where you can build up some stuff that you can afford to lose? What do they call it? Huh? Collateral. collateral. Yeah, political collateral. you You think you got... You got you got a little bit, you know, that you, oh, I got a little bit of spiritual collateral. I can <laughs> I can let go <laughs> just enjoy my flesh a little bit. And, it, and and it doesn't work because every time you yield to your flesh, you're not able to resist the stuff that's coming against you. You you deplete your ability to do that, right? So he says, "Let's lay aside those things because we have something to set before us that we have to get into." And it says, "How do we do that? We look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy. What is the joy? That's the second fruit of the Spirit. He set before him something that took him into another realm that caused him able to be able. When Jesus was going to the cross, he was really not in a physical realm at that point. He was in the the realm of something that he set before him. It was joy. Amen? Endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So what the enemy wants to do with any time our flesh is yelling at us, telling us anything, we're being tempted to do, de- you know, temptation itself is, is an opposition because it's trying to get us down. Anytime you know, sin has its fun for a little while, and then, man, you're bumming, you know? It's like, why did I do that? I hate that, you know? So really, temptation, it says, yeah, eat me, eat me, eat me, you know, eat me. That's a Snickers bar, you know? And it's like and, he, and it lasts for about, you know, a minute. Then you got a stomach bomb and you feel bad. And I mean that that's just a snickers. You know, anything else but anything else you do, it's that way, right? But how do you keep from that? You get in another realm, you start living in another way, and it disables that. So he's saying to lay aside these weights, but how do you do that? And and it's, it's for the joy. You said something else before you like this, okay? So <clears throat> remember Jesus got up in, in the temple after being in the wilderness, right? And what was the first thing he did? He, he quoted Isaiah right here. Uh, and this is part of it. But um, the purpose of the anointing is the fullness of God's life. So, I went back and looked at, at, you know, that scripture that says, um, and the yoke will be destroyed uh, because of the anointing. And that anointing is actually talking about fatness. It's talking about something getting too big for a yoke to fit around its neck anymore. (laughs) So... What Jesus came to do is to fill with God life to the point that there wasn't any room for anything else, right? And part of that is an oil of joy to console those, and this consolation part is part of this, to console those who mourn in Zion. So what? Are, what's what, why would you mourn? Because your flesh is getting overwhelmed by something. You know, you can, especially if you're a little kid, you can... You can mourn because you don't have your tablet, you know. <laughs> it doesn't have to be because, because somebody died. You're, you're you're going through something that your flesh is saying, this isn't right. I, I, I'm not treat, being treated fair, right? Okay, they didn't have tablets back then. But to give them beauty for ashes. Same thing, right? The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of having. So there's two different sides of this. Jesus came to take us to another realm. To where we're not bound in mourning. We're not bound in ashes. We're not bound in those things, right? <clears throat> that they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. So Jesus is coming to present this Whole other realm that we can actually live in. <laughs> it's not a supplement to the flesh. It's a dominance. I was thinking about it this way. As long as, as the flesh is, is in control, both the flesh and the spirit lose. But when the spirit's in control, both the spirit and the flesh win. So you're not doing away with the flesh altogether. You're just allowing it to be ruled by another place. And so if it's going to be ruled by another place, you have to occupy that place, right? All right, let's look at this. So John 16, 7. But the fact of the matter is that it is best for you that I go away. For if I don't, the comforter won't come. If I do, he will. For I will send him to you. So who is that comforter? The comforter... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think about it like for somebody that, that is um, <laughs> that, that is in need of uh, an escape. I, there, there's a reason why people ha- are addicted to things. Why, why, why do people a lot of times drink? They have to go have a drink at the end of the day. Escape, right? What are you doing? You're actually escaping this this flesh. But you're really not. You're just just kind of making it worse, right? (laughs) So Jesus came. He's living here on earth. He's saying, you know, if you're in me, you're going to have tribulation, but you're going to overcome because I've overcome. But the problem is he's taken off. He's leaving. Yeah. So he says, this is actually going to be better because whenever you are addicted to something, you need it to escape. It's really nice if you have the dealer living in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. When do people that need a substance to escape get the most anxious, the most Depressed, the most affected by their lack of substance when they can't find it. Right? Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I think it actually correlates quite a bit. Yeah. Because what we what Jesus came to give us is an escape. Yeah. Now we're gonna eventually escape altogether. Yeah. But he says we don't have to, we don't have to wait for that. We escape now. And he said, I I have to leave because I'm in a physical body right now. But when I leave, there's going to be a spirit that will reveal me wherever you are. You'll never be without your dealer in the house. Right? As long as you're partaking of what he has to offer. Right? So Jesus is, is foretelling of, of what's going to happen. And it's amazing because it was like a mystery to them still. And it's, 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 it's such a blessing that Paul got the revelation of this. <laughs> Jesus said, These disciples were good, and it was wonderful that I just can't, you know, said, hey, hey, come on, fisherman. Hey, come on. But we got to get somebody that thinks here, you know. <laughs> like, we got to get Paul. We got to get somebody that knows something about the Old Testament. Paul knew, Paul could talk all night about how the Old Testament validated Jesus. The disciples really couldn't do that. They just didn't know it as much. But Paul got a revelation of what actually happened in Christ, right? <clears throat> so Acts 2, 15. So this is just the coming of the Holy Spirit, right? To be filled with the Spirit is to come under the influence of another realm. So I, I know we've all experienced this. <laughs> but I, I really want to encourage us in this. What we experienced on Sunday is not just something that we leave here. Amen? Amen. There w- what we're supposed to be led into is walking in the spirit. Now, you might not have to be silly, you might not have to be <laughs> you know. But there should be there sh- there should be this effect that you're not living according to the flesh with every step. And if that's true, there's going to need to be a learning of a reception of the Holy Spirit continually. That actually affects your state of mind. Amen? So, right now, I could go, I could start speaking in, in tongues, you know, and you, you know, I like to, you know. But also, I should be able to just like right now. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it, but it's something you have to practice. Yeah. And we have these little indicators in our flesh all the time letting us know whether we're in the Spirit or not. Yeah. Right? If we get upset about anything, if we complain about anything, there's so many little indicators. It's not condemnation. It's just opportunity, right? Because it's in the spirit that we are in, in a place of blessing, in a place of authority, and a place of being free from the power of our flesh. That's why he says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill. That's why it's so wonderful that we had a service like on Sunday because we can relate to that. We can and we all have already before but, but you know that's what <clears throat> that's you know Mark's mom always called it putting hooks in your britches. You know where you can you can slip away for a while but what keeps you coming back to God? It's the fullness of his spirit. That's why I feel bad for people that try to to discount God's ability to fill us with the Holy Spirit. You know, and it's it's not going to be like somebody else. It's going to be our own personal encounter with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, but it's going to be like people being drunk. It, you're gonna be, you're gonna be a different person, and and you can be a different person all throughout the day, yeah. and that's what we're being called to be is is different people, yeah. people that are drunk all the time. Kind of like that guy on Andy Griffith, you know? <laughs> and the thing about people uh, the thing about people that are drunk, they can have a wreck and not even know it, you know? People that are full of the spirit, you can ridicule them, you can you can put them down, you can tell them they're not any good at this or not any good at that, and you know what? Really? Is that so? You know, it's like <laughs> I can't do it very good because I don't know, but 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 you know what I mean? And this is what was happening with them on, on the day of Pentecost. They they were different. And and they were completely revealing of the will of God. What I what I'm gonna really enjoy seeing is they were speaking the works of God in another tongue. It's going to be interesting to see what they were actually saying or hear what they were actually saying. Some of, uh, some of you are saying these men are drunk. It isn't true. It's, it's much too early for that. People don't get drunk by 9 a.m. No, what you see this morning was predicted centuries ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my Holy Spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men dream dreams. What happened when you're dreaming dreams and seeing visions? You've escaped, right? Yeah. You know what we are all in need of, and we don't. It's, it's interesting because I, 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 had a, I have a, I have a close friend um, that decided not to associate with us anymore because of our political leanings, and um, when, I, when he first contacted me about some stuff you know and and how there's a lot of political turmoil going on um, i uh, i said to him because i'd just written this song we look away and unto you and find our strength in the view of what will be when this is gone we look away to the holy one and 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 that was a real revelation to me and i kind of Mentioned it to him, you know, and, and he said, well, we just can't do that. We have to do something. Well, that's true. But you're in no position to deal correctly with the now if you're only looking at the now. You have to look away. You have to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen? And you have to be in a, you know, it. it it's like Mark says. <laughs> Man, I've been referring to Mark way too much. I'm oh, sorry about that. The Holy Spirit will make you look smart yeah. you. because your brain is actually liberated to function even better yeah. when you're in the Spirit. Yes. Yes. And what what are you seeing in these visions? You're seeing things that you could not see before yeah. when you were trying to see it with your own little mind, yeah. Yeah. when you're in these dreams. Why? Because we've been called to another realm, right? right. <laughs> so comfort and tribulation is assurance of a direction that comes under the influence. So, so where there's comfort, he came to be our comforter, right? And part of that comfort is to, to show us that even though things look, even though we have tribulation going on, even though we have issues going on in our bodies, even though we got employment issues, relational issues, whatever it is, that the Holy Spirit comes to say, there's another realm, there's a way for you to escape that. And not just escape it. And this is the thing with my friend, not just escape it, but get in a position where you can deal with it in a wise way. That's what, that's what true comfort is, to realize that you're not trapped, you're not oppressed, you're not squeezed, you're not stuck, first of all. And then when you get into that position, now you know how to deal with it correctly. That's true comfort, Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble, in any trouble. So partly what I, wanna, I, I just want to draw out from this is what the enemy wants to do is he, he wants to come with tribulation or something in our flesh and cause us to lose confidence in our faith. But you can turn that around, kind of like James does, and say, you count it all joy. In fact, if there's no tribulation, you don't have any exposition of what you need. So whenever we're going through stuff, and I just want to encourage us in this, if you're going through anything, use it as an opportunity to say, now I can get comfort in a way that I couldn't have gotten it before. Why? Because comfort brings a solution And a direction. If you don't have any problems, you don't need any comfort, do you? So when it's talking about consolation, it's like, oh, boy, we get to utilize the Holy Spirit some more. Amen? But it's a change of mindset that we we have to get into. Can you see that? Who who comforts us in our tribulation? (laughs) Well, I'm looking for some tribulation. How about you? (laughs) It's like, I want some comfort. (laughs) That's like that song that that says I I want to burn for you. It's like oh. <laughs> All right. I don't want to get into that right now, but <laughs> who comforts us in all our tribulation. Well, here's the thing. We're not getting out of tribulation. You can't confess yourself out of tribulation. Jesus promised us tribulation. In fact, he did when he prayed to the Father, he said, I don't pray that they get out of anything. I pray that they learn how to go through it. And you go through, you go through the biggest storm in a nice big tank. Actually, you know, flying is is an amazing correlation for that to me. I mean, you go up through the clouds and you're sitting there drinking something, you know, and it's quiet and it's nice and everything. And all this amazing stuff is taking you from one place to the next and you have nothing to do with it. You're just riding, you know? That's really what God's doing, wants to take us to. He says, I, you're still going to go through the clouds. You're still going to go through it, but just go in me. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, so, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with, with, uh, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So there's this place we need we can draw from. And what I really liked when when we were doing some laughing is this is, this is an application of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's almost like taking something to get out of this. And it's not a bad thing. You're not running away from it. You're getting positioned to do something about it. Amen? Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. For if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for your for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, this is the phrase that is very interesting. As you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. There's a lot of references to sufferings in the New Testament. In fact, fellowshipping in sufferings, the sufferings of Christ. Amen? What's going on with that? So when you're suffering, a suffering fellowship, say, we would like to start a new group in the church. (laughs) Suffering fellowship. (laughs) But I, I saw this in a different way is, is, when you fellowship with his sufferings, you deal with them the way he did. Man, isn't this good? I need some light bulbs to go on in your eyes real quick. because This is like a major revelation to me. To fellowship in his sufferings, it doesn't do any good to look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith if we don't fellowship in our sufferings the way he did. So how do you fellowship in his sufferings? You take the same thing he did, and you escape the suffering to become an overcomer over it. Does this make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. That I may know him. So Paul's talking about this. He says, there's only one thing I want to do, right? I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. So what did Jesus do? He went through some sufferings. He promised that we would go through some sufferings. How do you fellowship with him? You say the same thing he did, he put joy before him. We're not fellowshipping with his sufferings unless we're doing unless we're getting into the spirit in the middle of them. Amen. We should we should be opportunists in this body. That with every tribulation that comes against us, instead of getting down in the mouth and discouraged about it, overcome. Amen? I'm, I'm We're all in this. Amen? Or is this just me talking to myself? <laughs> we should be opportunists to say this is an opportunity to just be filled with the Spirit. Amen? Okay. Because <laughs> we've been taken out of a... That darkness. We've been put into another realm. We have to be able to see that, that. that Just because I'm in the middle of something right now. Doesn't mean that this is my world. What Satan wants to do is to make this like this is the end. Yeah, right. This is such a big deal. Yeah. And it's not. <laughs> he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Oppression. Tribulation. Sickness. He has Delivered us from that. Now, if we're experiencing something that is oppressive in our body, I mean, it's real. We're not discounting it. We're not putting anybody down for going through it. But we say there's a way for you to escape. Take this gospel. I know that. That's really cheesy. But take this. Amen? Escape in the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to. To have the fruit of the Spirit in the middle of the tribulation. Amen? He delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. So there's nothing is keeping us there. There's no condemnation that can keep us. We're not deserving of it. He took all the, the reason for us to be oppressed in any way. He took that from us. So Romans 8, I, I, I have this, man, this whole chapter is so full of this. It says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. You're, the, where you set your mind determines whether you're in the flesh or in the spirit. And you cannot set your mind on something that your, mo- that your mouth is saying the opposite of. In fact, a good way to get your mind set is to start your mouth in the right direction. That's why we have so many things about what God has said. We begin to declare those, and it's very easy for our minds then. It's a big obstacle if you're declaring doubt and belief. Actually, if you're letting anything other than the fruit of the Spirit come out of your mouth, it's very hard to walk in the Spirit, right? Because your mind is set on the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I'm so glad for the for the gift of the Spirit, the infilling of the Spirit that helps us with this. Because we are naturally flesh responding. We naturally do that. But again, I, I encourage us. <laughs> Let's explore how we can live in this realm of under the influence. Amen? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot, cannot please God. This means everybody that doesn't believe in being filled with the Holy Ghost. No, I'm just kidding. All right. But you are not in the flesh. But in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, for if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. What I really like about this is it's saying, you know what? You get filled with the the spirit of Christ, and now your spirit is dictating to your body, to your mortal body. Don't you like that? It's going to give life to your mortal body. There's an answer for for what you're going through, but it's not not in the flesh. It's in the spirit. Amen. I'm just going to keep reading here some. We've got a little bit of time, all right? Therefore, brethren, We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if if by the Spirit, if by the Spirit, not by your own efforts, not by your own will, not by a good sermon that you're trying to regurgitate, but by the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit, what are you doing? You're putting it to death, right? The deeds of your body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. How can you expect to be led by the Spirit if you're not full of the Spirit? For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again, to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer. Ah, that was really good till we got to the suffer part, right? And yet, there's almost a necessity for suffering in order for there to be an understanding of the two realms. Can you see that? If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So there's a necessity for there to be a choice that we make that we set our minds, we set our spirits on the Spirit. We embrace it. We say, fill me. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, Let me just keep going. God has provided a way... Through temptation to give uh, to give in, give up, or be overwhelmed. So when we, we think of, of temptation, let's not just think of it as being just a, you know, like a sexual thing or a Snickers thing or, you know. Uh, I believe any kind of temptation is to give in and to start bad-mouthing God in the middle of a tribulation. To, to give in to oppression. What, what did uh, Anna Green Gables, um, that lady said? To despair is to turn your back on God. To, to, on God. to, to not walk in love. Yeah. Right? Any of those things. And so we're always being tempted with that. It's always our flesh doing that. Yeah. And that's actually a tri- tribulation, I believe. One of the biggest tribulations we have is Temptation. You know, no temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. He won't allow it as long as you're submitting to him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, if you're choosing. So if you want God to get involved, you got to get full of God, not just halfway, completely submerged. That's why it's called baptism. And it's not just a religious act. It's a a submersion in God that is displayed in your whole life, not just part of it, right? All right. Let me just, uh, oh, this is good. He will make a way of escape. This is what we need. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to be for us. An escape, our drink at the end of the day. At the beginning of the day, throughout the day, we're just drinking all the time, right? We're one of those, right? (laughs) That you may be able to bear it. Man, this sounds like what we need, isn't it? Man, I need to be able to bear this, right? (laughs) Oh, man, there was another one, but we'll be done here. This is good, though, right? but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light praise god amen and be being filled with the spirit amen that that the holy spirit comes to help us in our inabilities and and so what we have in the gift of, of the Spirit is essential for walking in the Spirit. Yeah, so but when we when we pray in the Holy Ghost, it should come out. In, and Romans talks about you know this this groanings, and that's where I got the name. Of it. it says our bodies are continually groaning against yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. But instead of being discouraged by that, we we're encouraged by it because we don't live, and we're continually being reminded that we don't live in this, and so we choose not to, yeah. right? Yeah. But it requires, throughout the day, drinking, and it's up to us, amen. And, and and I believe I believe it should, just like somebody that's that's drinking all day long, it should affect your ability to be influenced by some <laughs> other input, amen. In in fact, it's. Sh- I, I want to be encouraged in this. If if I'm feeling myself going that direction, man, I need a drink. <laughs> and you can drink anywhere. Amen? That's what Jesus said. He said he's going to be with you all the time with a tray, and you can drink as much as you <laughs> want.